Hey, welcome back to Software Social. A couple months ago, I did two interviews with Jesse Hanley, founder of Bento. You probably remember his incredible story of going from bodybuilder to SaaS founder and the heartbreak that he and his wife experienced last year with their daughter, Leah. But we didn't talk too much about what his company does. So let's fix that. Bento is an email marketing and automation company for more technical-minded marketers. If you're using Drip, MailChimp, or ActiveCampaign, but wish it was a bit more developer-friendly, Bento is the email product for you. With libraries for Ruby, Laravel, Node, and JavaScript, Bento can help you create your dream customer journey. Plus, you get access to an amazing community on Discord where you'll get direct access to Jesse and his team. You might say it's friendly, developer-friendly email marketing. And Jesse's happy to help anyone tighten up their marketing in a free session. Just go to bentonow.com and hit book a demo and mention Software Social. Hey, Colleen. Hey, Michelle. So we just got back from an amazing week in beautiful San Diego, California, visiting you. Yep so much to like talk about after that I feel like we have so much like we have like so much wind in our sails after that um of some kind of big things happening for both of us that to a certain extent we kind of like haven't done before or like really need to focus on so I'm kind of I'm excited to to talk about that a little bit yeah me too it was so amazing to have you here and see you in person there's just something you cannot replicate about seeing your friends in person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the first one. And so so we've been talking about how you have now four months to... Ah, wait, what? Did I lose a month? <laughs> well, it's April now. So, uh, okay, for, you know, till, till August, right? To get Hammerstone, which is actually called Refine or is it is it Refine or Refine? I mean, I, I say Refine. Refine. Okay. Because you're refining. Making money so you don't have to go back to consulting. Right. And so that's four months from now. And so we were walking in beautiful San Diego. And you mentioned how there is a refine like plug-in thing for Laravel Nova. So like we could use it, which like Nova is like the admin basically for Laravel. And I like didn't even know about it. And honestly, I'm kind of mad like that. Like yeah. I, you had this thing. I didn't even know about it. And I like could have bought it from you. And I'm like, dude, tell people about it. Yeah. Um, it did not even occur to me that we should be telling people about it, which sounds so ridiculous now that I say the words out loud. You're if you want to right. sell stuff, you have to, you have tell, to tell people, people. about it. Oh my goodness, it's so bad. Yeah, I think because some of our front, some of our like other products, like our Laravel product, not in Nova, we're still working on the front end, and our Rails product is not ready to ship yet. That I almost forgot that in all of these products we have, we have one that is actually done and that we can actually sell to you right now. And I already bought it. And which you is already bought kind it. Kind of amazing. That is, in like, fact, amazing. We haven't actually installed it yet. I think we're still kind of catching up from right. <laughs> being away for a week. But I'm super excited to give it a try. I think we even talked about maybe doing like a video. Um, yes. Like hybrid episode where like you and Aaron 
walk me through it. I guess like I think we have it on our like test environment. So like we could do something like that. Yes, that would be really fun. I think that'd be fun and it'd be great for us. We can maybe use that as marketing material. Yeah. I I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to onboard you guys. Yay. (laughs) But also what we were talking about is like, you know, you've been saying, okay, well, we've got, you know, the Laravel side and then we've got this rail side and like you guys are like building like all the features, but I'm like, you could just sell this as a thing for Laravel Nova to start. You don't have to start with like, it has to be usable by the entire world. It could just for the foreseeable future be something that is just a, you know, an add-on feature to Nova. And like, there's certainly enough people in the Laravel world and enough people running sites with Nova, like, yes. that that could be a good little business if if not just something like to get you going. Yeah, I I mean I can't believe it didn't occur to me until you said something. Um, absolutely. We should be talking about and selling the Nova integration. And I think what had happened with the Nova integration, um, Aaron could speak to this more, but I think it was like, he just made it real quick because someone wanted it. Cause it's just the front end that we had to get, get working. We already had all the back end stuff. So yeah, we haven't pushed that at all. We're not talking about that enough. We're not on our site. There's nothing like specific about that. We still have on our, our main site is still like, sign up to hear about when refine launches. So I feel like that's a super high priority is to let people know about that and to start selling Nova. Yeah. 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 Do that. Do that. Right. <laughs> Do that now. Do that now. <laughs> Do it now. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my I feel like that's some movie reference and I don't even know what it is. But it's probably some movie like 20 years ago starring Will Ferrell or whatever. Okay. <laughs> So, yes, do that, now. Um, do that now. Sell it to people. Tell them about it. Yeah, we should yeah. be doing that. <laughs> like, this is just so obvious. But I like, don't this, even like, know. This cannot be, like, you know, a sort of stereotypical, like, developer things about marketing conversation. It's like, yes, we should market that. And then there's, like, crickets. Like, you got to, like, do it. Let's talk about, oh, no, I'm ready. I'm all in, Michelle. I am, like, ready. Aaron uses this term all the time, eat glass. I'm ready to eat the glass. Eat it the means glass. it means just grind out the hard stuff, like just do it. I have never heard that. Some like Austin specific slang. I don't know. Maybe it's a Texas thing. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so that sounds am, pretty unpleasant. Unpleasant, like eating. But the point is, yeah. instead of talking about doing things, you need to just do them. Pedal to the metal, right? Yeah. So yeah. So my take on this, the first thing to do would be either would be to make a Nova specific landing page. I don't know if we have one because with three of us working on this, like there's a lot of, I don't have a lot of visibility and this is my own fault and I'm literally going to fix this tomorrow. I don't actually know all of the moving pieces because we have so many moving pieces in this business. Like, because we have contractors and then we have these three front ends and then I have my client, which is technically a Hammerstone client, not a Colleen client. And so tomorrow... Um, like I am going to get organized and that's where I'm going to start. And um, yeah, figure out, like make an actionable plan, stuff we can actually do, not just talk about, to let people know about Nova and start selling it. Do you guys have like a shared Trello or GitHub, We'd, like Kanban, board, like some sort of centralized system for seeing what all the tasks are and what everybody else is working on? Yeah, that's what we need. We have a Trello board, but we don't, it's, it's not really being used in an effective manner. So um, that is literally tomorrow. I'm going to take a couple hours because 
I'm doing a late, a long day. So I've tried, I'm trying to do like one long day a week, which really helps give me more time for side projects. Not that this is a side project, but I'm going to take that time and spend a couple hours and really get us organized. That is my plan. And we have a Trello board. You know, I might spin up Notion. I don't want to overly complicate it, but we have a lot of moving pieces and I need to make sure everyone knows what's going on with all of those moving pieces. So this is actually something we're dealing with too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, is like just what are all the pieces? What are the priorities? You know, what is the visibility? And, you know, at various points, I think we've had we've had Trello boards. I think at one point we had a private Trello and then a public Trello. That didn't last very long. Um, <laughs> but we've also used Basecamp. We've used Notion. And I think we actually settled on a couple weeks ago but have not like acted, uh, only acted on a little bit but not fully is using the the GitHub projects beta because mm. we tend to just kind of throw everything uh, product related into GitHub issues. Okay. And they made it so that you can have one project across all organizations. I don't know if it was always like that and I didn't know that or like it's a new thing. Well, it says projects beta. So like it used to be like the like GitHub, GitHub uh, Kanban boards, right? Right. Um, and what we like about that is like it's just directly integrated with all of the issues. Um, okay. But yeah, this is not a problem that like goes away. Yeah. Um, but it is worth spending the time of like, okay, what are we actually working on? Are the things we're working on the most important things? And especially where, I mean, like we have this coordination problem and we literally work Live together. not five <laughs> feet from each other and live in the same house and like most days you know we're the only other adult like you know the other one sees very often so we still have this coordination problem and you guys are you know halfway across the country from one another right so it seems like an important thing to like kind of get sorted out but also not like you don't want to spend too much time fussing over this because it's going to evolve as you and the company do so like you still want to be flexible with it like you know don't go off and buy a license for some super enterprisey um project management software right now right right but yeah you at least need to spend time keeping things organized whether you're early days or whatever days we are at this point (laughs) (laughs) yeah I totally agree I think that I agree we don't want to I don't want to sink a lot of time into it but it's important to have visibility to all of the projects we have going on so we know what the highest leverage activities are yeah yeah for sure okay so you're gonna make a nova landing page what else are you gonna do um well okay first of all i'm gonna get us organized then goal two is nova landing page and what's gonna be on the landing page i don't know go buy this it's awesome (laughs) is it like are we doing like I haven't thought is about that be yet. Like a sample of it somehow. Like, is there going to be a video of you walking through it? Is there going to be like a GIF of somebody clicking through Ooh, it? Like, I like GIFs. I like. Is there going to be GIFs. like code samples of some or some like? Is there like? I don't know. Like, what have Michelle. you learned from simple file upload that people like on a landing page that makes them want to buy something? Ooh, that's such a good question. <laughs> um, my experience has been people like videos, people like GIFs, they like visuals, they like code samples, they like, I mean, we're selling to developers. So we're going to want a developer focused 
landing page. So our focus here is on results and developer happiness. So testimonials from people who have purchased it. There are two people now, if we include you, who have, in, who have purchased the Nova. So the way I envision this um, is maybe a GIF, maybe a video showing you what it does, a code sample of how to integrate it, testimonials from people who have used it, and then schedule a call or buy now call to action. Yeah, why do they why do they need a phone call? Well, do you need a phone call? Do I? I don't well, I think I don't know. They don't need a phone call. Maybe the option to schedule a call? Well, I feel like when I see schedule a call on a landing page, I'm like, "Oh, this is some enterprise thing." You're right. Okay, so just buy now. Yeah, I mean, or it could be, you know, like email us or whatever if you have questions, but like Right. I mean, our our license is $1,000, so I don't think people are just going to cough up $1,000. Without want the reason I was thinking schedule a call. They will. They they do for Geocodio all the time. Okay. They cough up a lot more than that without ever talking to us. <laughs> without talking to you. Okay. So go yeah. ahead and buy it. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sass for the win. Sass for the win. <laughs> so yeah, I think that landing page schedule. No, we're not gonna no call to action. Buy it now. Yes. So okay, so this video. And like, yeah. I feel like you've had success with videos in the past. Like, I remember you saying that, like, there's some videos that you had on YouTube of like talks and stuff you've done. I don't, I don't know if that was like learn to code stuff or whatnot, but I got the sense that you have some amount of following on YouTube, or at least that people like watching you talk about code things on YouTube. Is that? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Let's use that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting because different people like different things. You are always very adamant about how you don't like videos. You want text. I know. And it's because I understand it's because you can read faster than you can watch a video. So I think it's like, I'm not necessarily your customer here. Well, I guess I did already buy it. You kind of are. You're literally our customer. Yeah, no, but like, don't, you know, I'm, I think I'm in the minority of like not liking video. Well, I think you do both. So I think, I think there's a video. What I like, what my thought is you have a link to the docs. You have a short snippet of how you integrate it quickly. You have um, maybe a short video or a GIF. And then you have the option for them to watch a full, like, longer how to install it video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, the short video is like, here's all the awesome stuff that this can do. Don't you wish you could do it? It's so easy. You just have to drop in this code and then you're good. Right. And then there's the longer video if they need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That sounds great. That's a lot of work, but I got it. I got it. So the other thing we talked about that both of us are going to be doing is... You are going to be leading a workshop related to refine and <laughs> SQL and what what is it? Active record. A-Rel. The active record and ARL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You listen to me when I talk. I did listen <laughs> um, at RubyConf, which is RailsConf, but you were close. Ra- sorry, <laughs> it's fine. Why is it not? Co- it's not called RubyConf. RubyConf okay. is in the fall. RailsConf is in the spring. Oh, there are two. Okay. I didn't yeah. just like make that. You didn't okay, make it up. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Not my world. When is RailsConf? OMG. May 15th, I think. May 16th. Really soon. Okay. So then the other thing going on is I am also leading the first all day deploy empathy masterclass workshop um, at the GoTo conference, which is a B2B enterprise uh, SaaS conference. 
uh, or guess software in general, um, in Aarhus, Denmark, in June, and doing a couple of other talks and another workshop in the fall too. But anyway, so I have never led a longer workshop. I've only done one to two hour workshops. So both of us need to figure out how to lead a great workshop in the next few months as well. Um, How long is your workshop? Uh, Two hours. Okay. So that's, yeah, this is not, this is more than like a meetup talk, right? Or like meetup kind of workshop where it's like half an hour or 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Um, We kind of led our first introduction to workshops while I was in California. We led a tie-dyeing workshop with <laughs> six children under the uh or te- age 10 and under which was an experience um and mostly successful I think mostly successful um but I feel like both of us are kind of feeling like we need to double down on putting together um, a great workshop and making that a good experience for us and for the participants Agreed. um so I bought a couple of books about workshops, which is okay. whenever I don't know how to do something, I, as we, as we discussed, I do not watch videos. I read books. <laughs> um, so I have those two books sitting on my desk here. So it's kind of like my homework assignment once I get over my jet lag and everything to start reading those and share that with you on like what makes a workshop great and what makes them terrible and like how we should both think about that. And I'm also doing a bunch of talks to like shorter talks over the next couple of months leading up to that, two or three of which are mini versions of what this workshop will be. So we've kind of also got that. I feel like we've got these like big things coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm I'm sweating the workshop. And the reason I'm sweating the workshop is because I promised – in my pitch that the audience would leave with a query builder that actually works. So I like to do this when I give talks, like I over, like I I get really ambitious and then it forces me to hustle to fill in the details. And so this requires, I mean, this is, there's a fair amount of technical work required on my side to get our open source front end component working with, Basically, the, the plan for me is we have a front, I'm sorry, front end open source component that we haven't hooked up to the Rails backend yet. So this requires me to hook this up to a skeleton of the Rails backend and select a portion of our query builder that we can build in two hours. So technically, from a technical perspective, like there's just a crap ton of work I have to do on top of the desire you just stated, which is make sure no one is bored and falls asleep. Um, software workshops can be really dry. And so how do you, oh, so, so I'm kind of sweating it cause it's two months and it's a lot of work. So that just is what yeah, it is. So is this work that you have to do for the workshop? Like, is that stuff you can repurpose elsewhere or like that feeds into the broader product or is that work that only goes into this workshop? So I have a couple thoughts on this and I own the content so I could, Put this together and use this. I mean, I could use it as a free course on Hammerstone's site. That's lead gen for the product. Like it's like, oh, you can build one sixteenth of this, one thirty second of this, a tiny portion of this in two hours. And I'm going to show you how to do it. 
you can spend, you know, a month, two months, five months, six months building out the rest and hope you get it right. Or you can just buy our product, but I could do it. I mean, I can package this workshop. So typically workshops aren't recorded. Aaron and I are talking about paying Hammerstone paying to have this workshop recorded. So we can then repurpose that content. Like I said, as lead gen or as a free course about how query builders work or something. Yes. But the whole purpose is to be able to repurpose this content, whether we start giving it at other places or whether we just, I mean, obviously we'll just put it on our website in some way for Legion. Yeah. I, I almost wonder whether it, it might be better to not record this specific instance since an in-person workshop, people might like raise their hand and ask questions and like, like it could, like, I think it, it applies like it's less repurposable, the the exact workshop itself, than like a talk is, right? Because yes. there's no real interactive element of a talk. But once you have the content, then you can use that wherever, right? So like, you know, the, the mini workshops I'm giving in the next couple of weeks, like I'm doing the practice interview workshop, I think in three different places. This is a workshop I've given several times before and I feel like the content is down. I know how to run the activity. I have a really good sense for how that runs. And so now I can just give that over and over again. And so I think once you have the content together and then you kind of learn how like what snags people might have too in person, then you could just record that as a a version that is, you know, intended for YouTube or intended for the landing page. It just might be a little bit cleaner and then you'll have more control over how the content appears as well, right? Because like, what if there's like a technical issue or what if like the camera doesn't pan to like the right place and like you're doing a code example, but it's on your face and like you don't have any control over that. But I think if you can structure the workshop in a way that makes it repurposable, then then that's really valuable so that it's not just all this effort going into this one specific workshop. Well, and I was talking to my friend who gives workshops at RailsConf and he said you get like 20 to 30 people. So it's got to, for the amount of work that's going to go into it on my side, I've got to make that content repurposable. Like absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then there's like the content side of it and then there's the like I'm thinking a lot about is like the UX of attending a workshop, like especially for me. Like the, the one I'm doing in Aarhus is from nine to four. Woo. That's yeah. Long. Yeah. So and I was reading something earlier today saying that like, you know, even like a 60 minute talk, you should imagine that it's in four 15 minute episodes because otherwise you're going to lose people's attention span. And so like basically plan to have some sort of shift or break or uh, whatever that is, like every 15 minutes or so. So like, I feel like I'm going to have to really like make a script for this or like like an agenda. But that reminded me today that I really need to read those books and figure out like, how do you structure this? But bearing in mind that you have all of this work to do to like create your content. I at least already have all of my content. It's just kind of a matter of repackaging it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will take on the heavy lifting of reading all the books about the UX of a workshop and just share that with you. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. So then you can, uh, yeah, you can do that. I almost wish I could like demo the workshop, like the whole thing, but that, that seems like difficult. It's not like practicing a, you know, a half hour or like 45 minute talk. I can't, you know, go talk to the yeah, mirror for, for eight hours. <laughs> Matthias, I need eight hours of your time. (laughs) We're going to sit down and I'm going to give you this whole workshop. Lunch will be included. 
Uh, actually i have to figure that out i guess i'm not responsible for like the sandwiches and whatever but i like is there a lunch break in there i need to um just all these details yeah um that's a whole i mean a whole day is intense yeah yeah i I am i'm pretty excited actually so i have like kind of an intense week too because i'm gonna be at that conference which is in the middle of june i think it's like june 13th or 14th or something in in Aarhus. so then i'll drive there and then I'm going to drive down to Hamburg, Germany after that and give a talk at Mind the Product Hamburg, which I'm super excited for. I don't know if I've ever ranted to you about the hair, uh, the Henry Ford analogy. Do you know this analogy? No. Is this that people say that, um, what was it, that if Henry Ford had asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Right. Have you ever heard someone say that? I feel like you ranted about it on Twitter once. I hate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just so like like anyone who has ever tried to do any amount of customer research has gotten this sort of, you know, retort from someone back. It's just it, it is like the uh, fastest way to make a product or uh, UX research person's skin crawl. Um, and so I'm going to spend a whole talk just tearing it to shreds and nice. being like, what if what if he actually had done research? What would that have looked like? And like, where can you go with this? And apparently people also say that like Steve Jobs never did research either. That is a big uh, Steve Jobs thing. I read his biography. That's a big thing. Yeah, I, you know, maybe it worked for for Steve Jobs, but. Well, and how true most is of that us story? Have the amount of like hubris, right? Yeah, um, I don't yeah. know. How true I mean, it oh yeah, either. there's so much myth around him right? too. Like it's like um, he just willed this into existence. You're like, really? Right. But it's also, I feel like when people repeat things like that, it's like you're kind of like saying that you're just as you know, sort of special as like Steve Jobs. Like I think he's kind of a you know, a outlier. once in a yeah, he, yes, very much an outlier. And I, I recognize that, like, I'm not as brilliant as Steve Jobs, so I have to do research. Like, <laughs> and may, maybe other people are, are as brilliant as he is and are undiscovered, but I think a little bit of humility is required for most of us. Yeah. Um, so I am going to have an absolute ball tearing that apart. But that's going to be like a whole week wow. yeah, of that's quite a lot. talks. Because I'm actually I'm doing the workshop at GoTo and then I'm doing a talk the following day. And then, then I have a one day break and then I do the talk in Hamburg. Wow. So... It will be busy, but I think that also means that, like, you know, I'm not one to do unplanned talks, right? But, like, I really need to get all of this ironed out well in advance. Like, I don't want to be, you know, furiously making slides, like, the day beforehand, right? Because I can't I can't go into that week tired. Like, I need to have all of this down pat. So I need to start planning that out now. And, I mean, I feel like May is gonna be here before we know it oh yeah I can't believe it's a- yeah I can't believe it's April yeah like what I'm, I'm actually like I said I'm I'm kind of sweating my timeline on this workshop so I also need to hit the ground hard running with this I mean I wonder what you're gonna do with like simple file upload in this time like oh man okay this is so funny you bring this up because I launched a free plan as we discussed. oh yeah seriously yeah and can I tell you what happened what happened? In two weeks, I had like 75 signups. Really? Yeah. I usually get like 15, maybe 15 a month. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a lot okay. going on. So you were afraid that it would cause this like massive increase in customer support requests. No one has emailed me. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> one person emailed me to ask me how to upgrade to a free or to a paid plan. That's really? Only, yeah. That is the only email you got <laughs> from 75 people. Did they actually upgrade? Not I like they just emailed me today or like oh, okay. 30 minutes ago. So I didn't email them back yet. But um, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, I um, I got a lot going on. I just yeah. got to make, make it through the workshop. I think it's just funny, like how the timing of all these things has collided. When it so, rains, it pours. Right. I mean, it's it's amazing. I'm not upset, but it's it's also like, <laughs> wow, I um, I just have a lot going on and it's really exciting. But my Simple File Upload does all of these things. I've added all these features that are not even on my landing page right now. And I was feeling kind of down on the product because, you know, you're on Twitter and you see other people's like MRR growth and you're like, ooh, mine is pales in comparison to this guy. And then I was talking... Um, so I'm going to have Zach Goldie on the podcast to talk about positioning. And I was talking yes. to him. I know I'm super pumped about that, by the way. And I was talking to him about my product. And he was, so he was looking, we're looking just at Heroku right now. And he was talking about all the competitors. And he's like, oh, well, these people do something similar. And I'm like, actually, no, they don't. They're just giving you a AWS S3 bucket. I do all these other things. So as I was telling him how awesome my product is, I realized my product is awesome. So that was a good feeling. And also, I guess it is like, I'm not even communicating that. So I don't know what to do with this information. I'm just sharing it. Like there's just a lot going on. Well, right sounds now. like you should have like a competitor, a competitor comparison landing page. Yeah. So he, he and I are going to talk about all that stuff. Like, like how to, how to do, well, I mean, I should start with putting the stuff that I do on my own land, like my initial page. Right. I don't even say on my, if you go to simplefileupload.com, you wouldn't even know I do image resizing or image tagging, or you can limit, like, you don't, I don't have any of that stuff on there. The page is from over a year ago when I launched this product without any of these features and it literally just uploaded files. Now it does all these other things. I feel like there's a theme here of like, tell people tell what you built people about the thing you made but i think that was also a title of an episode like a year or two ago <laughs> so i feel like i feel like we have a a running theme i guess i'm just curious how you're gonna like balance that i know that there's been times when you know like when you moved to california for example you basically didn't touch simple upload for like two simple file upload for like two months um and I, I wonder if you're going to go back in that state or... Well, I don't know because this workshop, if I look at all of these things, this workshop is super high priority because there's a ton of work I have to get done. And the Laravel, the Nova stuff we were just talking about, to me, if I had to list these in order of priority right now, first week of April, would be the workshop because that's six weeks away and I don't have anything done for it. I have a ton of work to do. The Nova stuff... Wait, the workshop, get organized. That hardly counts because that takes like two hours. The Nova landing page, the simple file upload landing page. I would put the Laravel Nova stuff first. I think that's even more important than getting organized, right? Is like start being able to sell it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We need to we need to sell some stuff. I mean, you'd still put it below the workshop though. No. Mm. No, I think that's your top priority right now. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. I mean, I can whip out a landing page and I mean, not that we'll be excellent, but. Right. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be out there. Like we just talked about doing two videos. Just launch it with one that just tells, shows people what it does. 
Okay. Right? Like, you don't need the longer one. Like, just start with the minimum you need. And once we get it installed, we'll give you a testimonial. And, you know, then you can write, this is awesome, Michelle Hansen, Diogodio. Uh, right. Or maybe you just quote <laughs> Matias. So it's not like, you know, it's a little bit distant. Um, <laughs> um, right? But, like, just start with that. And then, and then I think if you also get that going, like, you get that out there and people know about it. Then after the workshop, then you can be like, okay, like what are some like other Laravel places where we can start promoting this and like maybe get you on some podcasts or like all that kind of, you know, kind of like a press splits um, around it too. Okay. And you're also not doing the workshop alone. So like that's not all on you, right? Well, I mean, I'm taking Aaron and he doesn't know Rails, so it's mostly all on me. (laughs) But he also is part of building the product so yes so he knows a lot and he is like the he he is like the ringmaster for sequel like no he is people really like hearing him talk about sequel and queries and i i mean like of all of like the unique talents to have it is a very very relevant one that's true um for what you're doing but like you're not alone in that right that's like, true so- no he can absolutely and and he will be i have to figure out how to do that but absolutely can work with me to figure out the content and how we want to structure it and how much we want to expose and all of that 100 percent. yeah oh. okay yeah. cool maybe getting or- like you need like mini organizing not like big oh yeah let's not full, no but, like we don't need mini a organizing first mini organizing then- first i'll do that this week like tomorrow. Landing page for Nova. Landing Refine page for Nova. Nova. Okay. And then workshop. Okay. This sounds like a great plan. I just like planning out the workshop. So at least you know what the work is to be done. Like I find that just planning something out helps with knowing what the work is. And that reduces some of the like the stress going into something. Like I always need at least like a mental outline for something, which I actually don't even have for my own workshop so I think for me like over the next week once I get over my jet lag and you know finish taking a machete through my various very clogged inboxes I need to like read one of those books by the time we talk again and oh yeah that's a great share goal. something of value to you yes. <laughs> with your workshop and maybe have my own like my own I don't know. I think I need like a sketch or like an agenda. And I guess I also need to make sure that all of my talks are together because my first talk of this little roadshow is the 19th. It's an online talk for a UI breakfast. So I have something on the 19th and I'm doing a practice workshop the 25th for CPHUX. And then I'm doing a another practice interview workshop no no it's not practice see i'm getting this all confused i'm doing okay i am doing a practice interview workshop for the calm fund portfolio companies in early may and then i'm also doing a troubleshooting interviews workshop in like early mid may so i also need to make sure that like all of my ducks are in a row and my outlines and everything for all of those because i I need to be able to like keep myself straight yep um and then somehow get all of my other work and still do our jobs done like the full right exactly like I know there. someone reached out to me like that they had been like someone had recommended me to do like um, UX research consulting for them and I was like sorry like you know I just don't have the bandwidth to take this on like you know to take consulting on and then they were like well what about a full-time job and I was like no like I already run a company like I'm sorry <laughs> like <laughs> this book thing was supposed to be like this fun little side project for a period of time and then it would 
go away, I guess. Oh. Um, yeah, man. Got to have the full-time job and the side projects and all the things. All the things. All the things. Okay. Good chat. Good chat. Uh, I guess we should get back to work. All right. Goal-oriented. Execute. <laughs> See ya. Just want to say thanks again to Bento for sponsoring today's episode. Head to bentonow.com to book a demo and see what developer-friendly email marketing looks like. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.